Hello and welcome to another student interview here on the channel. I'm sitting down today with Josh, who's been a part of my program, the Six Figure Accelerator, for quite a few months now. And we've got him on today just to share his success story based on really just what has worked for him, what hasn't worked for him. Uh, yeah, hope you guys get some value from this. It's going to be a super interesting one. I've, you know, talked a lot with Josh over the last few months and so has my team and he's got very interesting insights he's got a very very good mindset and just super interesting to see the, the point that he's at right now and what he's done to get there so Josh thank you for coming on man yeah thanks so much Adam I'm, I'm looking forward to talking today awesome man sounds good so just to start things off Josh it's obviously best to give people an insight into where you are currently so just before we hit record we were just talking about the fact that you have just restarted marketing for your agency so you didn't take on any clients for the last couple of months as you were focused on just service delivery fulfillment and your systems how many clients do you currently have yeah great question so right now i'm hovering just around like six or seven clients and just like you said uh there you know these last few months i've been going through a phase of just really diving into my operations and just getting myself out of it as much as i possibly can without losing any of the uh efficiency or losing any of the results that I was getting from my clients. So like these last few months, I've really been diving into systems building and just Zapier and all that fun stuff. And that's where you guys have been absolutely like so, so helpful with all of that stuff, because, um, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of find yourself in a position, especially when you're first starting where you kind of want to do everything yourself, right? You know, just because you kind of want to have a lot of control over everything that's going on. And I quickly found myself in that position. I kind of got in that freelancer trap that you've talked about. And um, it's been nice, you know, these last few months to kind of just look at everything and figure out all of the, the little parts of the, uh, my overall system that I can improve on and also outsource um, and yeah, just like you said, I'm, I'm diving back into marketing now. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, continue to grow that number from like six to seven clients as, as high as I can possibly go. Awesome, man. Yeah. And I think you've had, so obviously you've had the time to focus on the operations and, and figure out what works, what keeps clients happy and obviously what doesn't keep them happy, right? What are the red flags and what are the things that you need to get rid of or change? Are there any things that stick out to you as like factors that retain your clients for you? Because when I look at it, Josh, it's typically results and experience. So if you have a good experience for the clients, awesome. And if you have good results, that's awesome. And certain clients will leave for a lack of experience or a lack of results. So obviously if we can get the two, we're in a better position. Are there any kind of main factors that you look at when you look at the clients that have stayed with you the longest that have resulted in them actually staying? Yeah, uh, great question. I think that the number one thing that I push is I try to have the best possible communication I possibly can. And I also try to remain as kind of like flexible and as malleable as possible. So mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, when I first started doing social media management and content creation for my clients, um, I was kind of just sticking to what I knew, which at the time was graphic design. So I have a graphic design background. I started maybe four or five years ago freelancing and uh, like designing logos and brochures and stuff like that. So I think when I made the transition to social media management, I kind of viewed it as like, okay, I'm just going to make some graphics for, you know, different clients. I'm going to post it out onto their pages. And um, I think kind of going back to my, my point of remaining malleable, I think what is really you know, appreciated by your clients and also what gets them the best results is being a student of the game. So like actually learning 
the best possible practices constantly and being willing to adjust your strategy, even with your new clients, because uh, your clients will appreciate honesty. And, you know, I've been in situations before where I've been like, hey, I really want to test out this thing that I think is going to work really well for you and get you these incredible results. Right. So um, I think just being willing to do things like switch from graphics to, you know, put more of an emphasis on Instagram reels or TikToks or kind of where things are trending now. So um, I guess my number one piece of advice would just be to kind of look at your your offering as a, you know, something that's going to continually change and you're going to continually test. Uh, and even when you kind of hit jackpot and you start to get some some results for your clients, uh, it's not even done there because obviously in a space like social media, things change so rapidly. So you really just got to kind of keep your finger on the pulse and, and uh, understand what's going on, going on in the social media world. Yeah, completely agree with you right there, man. Uh, you know, we've had that in our agency as well, that example of switching from just graphics because we just did graphics for like the longest time to then incorporating more. Really, first off, just different forms of graphics, right? So just making sure we mastered all the areas. So infographics, quotes, carousels, uh, Twitter style posts, everything you can imagine. But then also, like you said, adding in the video because, you know, at the time of recording this, right, this might change six, 12 months from now, but right now it's video, you know, video is the go-to format of content. And it probably is going to be that for the next few months. So if you're watching this, looking to get into the game, there's huge opportunities right now with video marketing, whether that's creating videos for YouTube or editing podcasts for people or editing TikToks or reels. There's literally so much there. So if you guys want a quick tip, that is it for, for this uh, little short one. Um, sweet, man. Cool. We touched on some nice bits there. Uh, when it comes to, you know, Zapier automations and systems, are there any examples of systems that you've built out that have either just like saved you a ton of time or really just freed up I've really just like, you know, automated something that you really don't like doing. Cause when I build a system, that's what I look at, right? Is it going to save time or is it just something I absolutely hate doing? Cause if I hate doing it, why am I doing it? You know what I mean? We're business owners. Let's solve the problem and let's get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I, you know, first off for anyone that hasn't used Zapier before or is looking into it, I would say just just start using it as quickly as you possibly can. Like, I think for a while I was kind of putting it off because I think the idea of automation kind of scared me. Like I'm not, you know, I don't know any code or anything like that. So I was like, uh, you know, what Zapier is kind of for those more advanced businesses that have things figured out, but it is so, it is so simple to figure out. It's so easy and it makes such a, a, a difference. And I think uh, as a good example to uh, your question, before uh, what I was doing was every single time. So I have a team, it's just me, a graphic designer and a virtual assistant right now. And what I was doing before is whenever I needed uh, some kind of work done. So like, let's say I have a client who needed some social media posts to be designed. Um, what I would do is I would go into Trello and I would manually create a task for my graphic designer. I would type it all up. I would link out to the, uh, the correct document that I wanted, to, wanted them to go look at. And it was really like a, a laborious process. Like there was a lot of steps that went into it. And every single time it kind of created natural bottlenecks, like within every single step of the, the client journey. So every single time that something needed to be happening, I needed to be involved to at least tell somebody what to do or to do it myself. Right. So one of the biggest game changers that uh, Zapier has done for me is I have it all linked up with Trello and my Slack and everything. So that anytime that 
um, a certain thing moves to a certain spot in Trello, it immediately communicates everything to my team with the correct links and everything like that. So, um, you know, I'm definitely not uh, at, I don't think I've used Zapier to its like full potential quite yet, but um, based on what I've done so far, like even just having that, like the little communication pieces in between every single step um, has really started to, to streamline the process for me. Um, and yeah, again, if you haven't started using Zapier, dive in. It, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I absolutely love the software and I've probably sent them hundreds of customers, but no affiliate links or anything like that. Um, now, look, guys, if you're watching this and you know, you're brand new to the, the social media marketing world, you know, don't get scared by this either, because obviously me and Josh didn't start building you know, all these crazy systems and automations for our businesses. You start very basic, you know, you start, you get a client, you figure out how to deliver the service to them. You maybe hire a graphic designer to help you out and it all falls into place from there. Um, so don't feel like you have to have it all sorted, but if you are on the journey and you're, you know, you're making some progress, you've got a couple of clients, definitely do look into these because again, they, these will be the things that help you go from just a freelancer trading your time for money to a business owner with scalability and reliability, knowing how you're going to get to the next step because you're not just wasting your time each day. Um, cool, Josh, what, you know, on a day-to-day, -day, like I, I know I have a rough idea of your day-to-day, -day, but I'm just going to ask the question for people watching and listening. Uh, what does that typically look like for you? And how do you see that, let's say, changing in the next six months as you move to more business owner, CEO role, operating the business, working on it, and of course, signing more clients and, and scaling up? Yeah, so I have, uh, first off, I do, uh, I do time blocking in Notion. So uh, basically, like every single chunk of my day, whether it's by the hour or by like 45 minute blocks, I have planned out what I'm going to do. Um, and as for my day to day, I usually start off, I go to the gym in the morning and everything like that. And then before I do any other work, like before I respond to messages to my team or anything like that, um, I will do like the design work. So um, another book, shout out clockwork. Uh, we've talked about that one before, mm -hmm. but um, they refer to uh, kind of working on your business as design work. Uh, so that's what I call it now too. And like for these last few months, that little design block of time would be for building systems, automating, figuring out how to get myself out of operations. Uh, now I've replaced that time with prospecting and kind of figuring out what I'm going to do from a marketing standpoint. Um, so that's usually what my morning looks like. Uh, after that, I transition into the doing work, which is kind of like the, um, the things that I need to do for my clients, the busy work, uh, the things that need to get done, but aren't necessarily going to progress the business forward. Um, and then after I get all those things done in the afternoon, I'll usually return back to do any more design work if I uh, am not mentally exhausted or if I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, and I'd say in the next few weeks and months, what I'd love to do is continue to just transition more of that doing work into design work because, um, you know, you talk about this in the programs and everything, but um, you really need to have the mindset shift into working on your business rather than inside of it. And when you're starting off, it's totally acceptable and completely fine to work inside your business. I mean, I did for a very long time um, and just slowly kind of chunking off things that take up your time every single day and just switching into that kind of design work where you're working on your business, you're making hires, you're building systems, you're automating things, uh, everything from your onboarding to your marketing, to your operations and uh, you know every single piece of the, the, the pie. So yeah, that's usually what like my normal day will look like. And like I said, just trying to switch over to as much design work as I possibly can. 
Awesome, man. Yeah, it's really, really important to have that time each day because, you know, I can definitely say from my journey, the periods or let's say weeks or months where I slack on that, you know, and I, and I don't do enough of the working on the business and design work. Yeah, things slow down, things break, and you just don't spot the opportunities to grow. Whereas, you know, for my first year in the agency, I, I don't know the exact number, but, you know, we're going to assume at least a couple of hours a day were dedicated to working on the business and, and a lot of the time, Josh, it was like, it was literally just sitting there looking at a blank screen being like, what can I potentially fix? You know, and you might not even have an issue or it might be, how can I scale? And just logically putting down every idea you can, seeing which ones make the most sense for you and your strengths, your weaknesses, and just going from there. And what I found was that it was actually quite uncomfortable sometimes to do that. You know, first thing in the morning, you want to just get stuck into the work, the things that need to be fixed things have to be done for your clients, but so, so damn important. So again, for you guys listening, um, you know, as you start this journey, make sure you are doing that because the people that don't typically do this can stagnate and, you know, get stuck very easily. Whereas people I know that have scaled to 10K a month, 20K a month, 30K a month, it's very, very common that they do this. You know, they sit down for one, two hours a day and they make sure that they're working on the business. So really, really important stuff there. Um, in terms of service, Josh, do you have like just one service that you provide to the six, seven clients or does it vary? Yeah, so right now it's kind of split between uh, content creation and social media management. So I have some clients where I just do content creation. So that's like they will send us, uh, you know, post ideas even and they'll kind of tell us what they're looking for and then we'll just go ahead and get all of that created. Uh, and then I have other clients where it's content creation and social media management. So uh, we do everything from the beginning content strategy. So actually figuring out what we're going to do for the entire month uh, and how we're adjusting every single month uh, into the graphic design, the video editing, the caption writing, the scheduling, the posting, all of that kind of stuff. So um, I think I'm leaning towards more so taking on those like full service clients where we're kind of doing everything uh, mm -hmm. just because I've found that that is where I can add the most value personally, because right now I'm still doing the content strategy aspect of things for, for my clients. Um, and that is kind of the part where at least in my eyes, that's where we can actually provide value for our clients is uh, thinking about what we're doing and why every single month, not only just on like Instagram per se, but from a social media standpoint in general, how can we help this business grow their brand awareness, get more reach, get more followers. Um, so yeah, it's really split between, I have a few clients that are mostly just kind of graphic design clients, honestly. And then I have um, uh, more so clients that are all of it. Solid. Cool, man. And, you know, for, for my agency, it was very, very similar where, you know, naturally, as you serve more clients, you do spot more opportunities to have upsells or cross-sells to different services. So again, you have a, a client for content only. There's probably going to come a time where they're like, oh yeah, I actually need someone to manage it now as well. And you step into management and then they're like, oh, actually, do you guys design eBooks? Do you guys help with landing pages? You know, that's very, very natural. And I know quite a few people that have these full service, full stack agencies. And, you know, there's obviously pros and cons of the approaches, right? Of doing everything or just doing one thing. Um, but yeah, you know, if you found that for your clients, they want this and they'll pay more money for it and you can, you know, deliver it without a huge amount of stress and you've got the good systems because you probably do, you spend, you know, quite a few months working on those things. 
yeah, man, makes sense. Um, solid. And, you know, one question I wanted to ask you, man, was like, what do you think will change, you know, in the next three, six months as you scale up? And that could be like personal life. That could be just how you approach your day in the business. Like, yeah, how do you see that changing? Obviously, you're going to make more money and you'll have more clients. But will you, do you think you'll have to hire a lot of team members or, yeah, just what will you change? Yeah, um, the way that I view kind of my business and business in general is that it's kind of like a whole bunch of mini iterations. So like as time goes on, like the way that I'm doing things right now is probably going to be way different than how I'm doing them in like a month. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Right. Um, so I think that things could change drastically, like the way that, you know, as we continue to work together and everything, I'm sure that, you know, if we continue to talk about Zapier, as we do, we'll probably spot a million different things that I'm doing wrong in Zapier. Right. So um, I'm hoping that over the next three to six months, it'll just be a continual process of kind of finding the bottle. It's just continually finding the bottlenecks and removing the bottlenecks, right? So um, I think right now my bottleneck is marketing, which is what I'm working on. And then once I kind of uh, fix that and get that automated and everything, then the next bottlenecks will make themselves apparent, right? It's um, it, it's kind of nice how it works that way, because as long as you're self-aware and you're willing to like kind of look at things from a, a very analytical standpoint or an objective standpoint, then um, I think it's very easy to kind of figure out what is holding you back, right? So in the next three to six months, um, I'd like things to be more automated than they are now. And that is pretty exciting to me because it's already at a, at a pretty good spot. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And self-awareness, you mentioned that that's so, so key. You know, anybody, anybody who's anyway successful, they, they have a good level of self-awareness. You know, they know their strengths, their weaknesses, and, you know, they're, they're open to change. They're open to investing in themselves, uh, reading books. But, you know, all those things aside, it's, it's just being aware, you know, of who you are, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and what path then you want to go down. Because there's so many routes with business, you know, especially with an agency. There's so many routes you can go down. So that self-awareness is super, super key. Um, you know, on the topic of self-awareness mindset, is there, is there anything that kind of stands out to you that helped you when you were getting started, Josh? Because, you know, it's such a scary thing for most people to say, one, I'm going to do this, you know, to actually make that like commitment of, wow, I'm going to start a business. It's crazy. Um, starting on that journey, like what helped you just start, you know, not even get results, but like just what helped you actually say, you know what? I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I think especially when I was starting off, um, another really good book that I read was The Slight Edge um, by, I think, Jeff Olson, which essentially the whole idea of the book is that every single day you should just pretty much try to improve yourself by 1%. You know, if you act consistently every single day, you'll eventually get the compound, the compound uh, effects of that. Um, I think in the beginning, it's very easy to get discouraged. And I know that I certainly got discouraged because, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit before this call, but a lot of the times with prospecting and marketing, especially uh, the things that you're doing today, you might not really reap the rewards of those things until three months from now, right? So I think that in the beginning, it's so crucial to act without kind of any expectations of receiving anything at all um, and just stick to your your 20 mile march every single day. So just have non-negotiables that you do every single day. Uh, and regardless of what comes out of that, you know, it's better to have input goals than output goals. So rather than saying like, by the end of this month, I'll make 5k or whatever, it's better to say by the end of this month, I want to have sent 
300 outreach messages or something like that. Um, so I think that that having that mindset of kind of being indifferent to the results almost, um, and just focusing on kind of being a little bit robotic and just focusing on your numbers really helps. Um, and then kind of moving to today, one of my, one of the things that I always ask myself is, am I being productive or am I being busy? Um, and I think that that makes such a, a big difference because I am the type of person who will often get lost in those busy work tasks. Like I'll spend forever in Slack. I'll kind of just sit there with Slack open and just wait for a message to come up. I'll spend forever in email. So another super crucial mindset shift for me was just like to consistently ask myself, am I being productive or am I being busy? So am I actually doing things that are going to move my business uh, to the next level? Or am I just doing things that need to get done because I feel like they need to get done? Um, and those are really kind of the two things. So starting off and then to where I am now. Amazing. Absolutely amazing, man. And there's something I want to touch on really quick, right? And I noticed because, so Josh, you're in, you're actually in two of our programs and I've actually never stated this publicly anywhere. So here you go. First insider look, we do actually have a second program and it's for students of the Six Figure Accelerator program that one we really enjoy working with and are at a, a good stage in our business and we see huge potential with them. And there's a, another program where it's more intimate, more like a mastermind where they can get extra coaching and resources to scale up to the next level. And one of the things we do is we give you guys uh, a form to fill out. It's like a big onboarding document with like literally so many questions to really get you to think about how you're approaching your business, your personal life, your goals, and really just for us to find those areas that we can help you with. And one of the things I noticed you mentioned, Josh, was that you don't have a website, right? And the reason I want to bring that up is because so many people watching this are probably thinking, okay, cool, Josh, this all sounds great. So if I'm going to start a business, I'm going to have to you know, get the logo, get the website, get the business cards, and then we'll, we'll make some money magically. All right, you don't have a website. I didn't have a website to like 10K a month. Just wanted to make that really clear to people. You do not need a website, right? You do not need a logo. You don't need the fancy things. You got to remember what Josh said. Are you being busy or productive? Busy is a logo. Busy is a website. Productive is sending messages, making connections, you know, getting yourself onto Upwork and Instagram and LinkedIn and cold email platforms to go out there and find business owners so that you can book them on calls and hopefully sell your service. Josh, any final tips, advice, or notes that you want to give for anybody that is, yeah, on the fence about joining our program or just on the fence about starting their own social media marketing agency? Yeah, no, I'd say that, well, first off, to kind of touch on what you just said, it's 100% true. Like, I, you know, I have a logo now, but it's because I was, you know, making some money first, and then I invested into a logo, like I paid someone on Fiverr to do it, I had the logo the next day, right. So it's like, it's better to kind of think about those things that don't necessarily move your business for and I did web design for a while, too. So this is coming from a web designer, <laughs> you don't really need a website until you are driving traffic, right. And like, especially in the beginning of your business, you're not necessarily doing a whole lot of inbound, you're doing a whole lot of outbound, right. But um, yeah, if for anyone who's thinking about joining the program, I'd say absolutely do it. I, the accountability of having a group is so crucial to success. Um, I think that having people that are kind of in a similar uh, position as you and also people that are one step ahead of you makes such a difference in being able to get get things done and really take action. Um, I have been complacent a lot in the past. And, you know, if you don't have if you're not surrounded by people who are also kind of moving in the same direction as you, it's hard to take the right actions every single day. So if you're on the fence, I'd say absolutely do it. You're going to get a great community out of it. You're going to get a ton of great content. And I think it really kind of 
clarifies what you need to do from a next step perspective. Amazing, man. Amazing. And Josh, where can people find you? Yeah. So right now I'd say that uh, if you want to find me, I just started a YouTube channel. So um, if you just search my name, Josh Steinberg on YouTube, I'm hoping that I pop up. I literally have one video right now. I talk about um, how to grow on social media. So it's a little bit more geared towards uh, business owners. But I think that if you're starting an agency in the social media management space, and you also want to learn a little bit about uh, how to improve your service, then I think that my videos could potentially be helpful. So uh, Josh Steinberg on YouTube. Amazing, man. Amazing. And if you want to send me the link after this, we'll get it down in the description of the video so people can find it super easy. Josh, thank you so much for coming on, man. You shared some yeah, really, really good nuggets there. And I'm sure everybody enjoyed. So guys, hope you enjoyed the video. Uh, leave a like, definitely subscribe to Josh, check him out, drop a comment on his recent video telling him you came from here. And we'll see you all in the next one. Josh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Adam.